The Da Da Di Da Da Code by Robert Rankin. Chapter 52 And then there was an explosion, which was something. The explosion was really something. It was kind of a simultaneous explosion as the tall glass conducting tubes atop the heirloom erupted into fragmented chaos, and the twisting, swirling plasma vortexes tore out into the underground storeroom with crackling tongues of energy. Like the electrical outpourings of Frankenstein's laboratory, they arced from the heirloom, striking the glove woman and the Count and Jack and the others of the gang. But not Johnny, though, for he had ducked away. And there came the most horrible sounds discordant sounds, abominable sounds, born of no human throat, and which had never been played by man. And Johnny crouched, cross-eyed, his hands pressed over his ears, as mighty forces tore all about the storeroom. And with a sound that for all the world seemed to be that of Niagara Falls disappearing down a bathtub plug hole, Count Otto and the glove woman, Jack and the others, were sucked away into the heirloom, which then sucked away itself. With a bang not a whimper, right down the pan, as it were. Chapter 53 Johnny awoke in darkness, utter darkness, as of the grave. He floundered about somewhat, felt his way here and there, eventually located a light switch, and gave that light switch a tweak. A neon tube guttered and stuttered into life, illuminating a storeroom that had been stripped of stores and contained nothing else. The storeroom was empty, but for Johnny. Hmm, went Johnny. A job well jobbed, as it were. The sun was rising over the park as Johnny emerged from the big house. He had the whole park to himself, it seemed. A bit like a childhood fantasy, that. The playground all to yourself. The ornamental pond with its paddle boats, and you the only paddler, and no one to call. Come in, number 27, your time is up. Johnny Hooker walked in the park. It was a beautiful morning. Johnny Hooker flexed his shoulders, clicked his joints, and grinned. He wandered to the ornamental pond and sat down on a bench. What a lovely morning, said Johnny. Mr. Giggles didn't reply. Nothing to say, Johnny said. I suppose you think you're very clever. Actually, said Johnny, I do. I saved the queen from assassination. And once beyond the range of the heirloom, she would have wakened from its spell and cancelled those orders. I expect the Parliament of Five will be having another meeting soon, one that will lead to a happy conclusion. Don't be too sure of that. Actually, said Johnny once more, I am sure. They're gone. The heirloom and the heirloom gang, gone as if they never existed, as if they were nothing more than a figment of a madman's imagination. Mr. Giggles made growling sounds. Keep them to yourself, said Johnny. I know what you are, and who the master is that you serve, Sater, Pan's little helper, and the last of your kind. Yes, said Mr. Giggles, and you may have thwarted my master's plans, but I am not done with you. Not a bit of it. You will atone. You will serve my master. You will build a new heirloom. You will recruit a new gang. You will bring forth the mayhem that will return my master to rule this miserable planet. No, said Johnny. I think not. And I think so. A wanted serial killer, so you are. And if you wish to remain at large, you will do what I tell you to do. I have been far too lenient with you. 
We will both learn from our mistakes. No, said Johnny. I'm done. All finished. You're far from done, buddy boy. You are only just beginning. You will be a loyal servant, a good and faithful servant. No, said Johnny Hooker. I won't. You will, said Mr. Giggles. You will. Johnny Hooker rose from the bench and took himself over to the pond. Fancy a paddle? asked Mr. Giggles. Something more than that, I think. And Johnny stepped into the pond. What is this? asked Mr. Giggles. This is goodbye, said Johnny. We won't be seeing each other anymore. Thinking to drown yourself? Forget that. You wouldn't be able to do it. No, probably not. Johnny Hooker reached into the poacher's pocket of his now very smelly jacket and brought out the late James Crawford's laptop. What are you going to do with that? asked Mr. Giggles. I think you know. Throw it in the pond? Not that. Johnny Hooker opened the laptop. Keyed in the password. Da da dee da da. Time for a little music, said he. Oh no, cried Mr. Giggles. And he was in the water too, now, clearly visible to Johnny, splashing about something wicked. The last Robert Johnson recording, said Johnny. That thirtieth recording. The one with your master's laughter on it. The laughter that is too much for any human brain to bear. That none may hear without dying. Robert Johnson never sold his soul to Satan. He sold it to Pan, the god of musicians. So now it's time for me to listen to the laughter of your master. But this time, the joke will be on him. For you are the last of his little helpers. The last true believer. And as pretty much everyone knows, when the last true believer of a particular god dies, then that god dies with them. But why? Why? crooned Mr. Giggles. You don't want to die. You are young. I'm 27, said Johnny, same age as those iconic rock stars when they died, and I've done everything I needed to do. I've played the music. I've saved mankind. I have lived my life. What more can any man ask for? For a longer life? For more life? With you? I'll never be free of you, and you might just win in the end. So, better now, I think, than later. No, cried Mr. Giggles. This is absurd. Ridiculous. Ludicrous. Unreal, said Johnny. Impossible? Fantastic? Unbelievable? Yes, but, Johnny Hooker tapped at the keyboard. Let the music play. I'm happy now, said Johnny Hooker, and at least I got to go out on a song. No, 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 please, Johnny, please. Goodbye, Mr. Giggles. Robert Rankin actually provided a soundtrack for this book, as the entire thing is about music. It's wild. It's phenomenal. I love it. I suggest you go check it out. Caveat here. This book was published in 2007. There are links, but I have no idea if they are working links. I will read them, however. The only working link that I know of is where you can download the album for free. So let's get into it. Da Da Dee Da Da album. It is now 60 years since an alien spaceship crashed at Roswell, 50 since Elvis joined the army, and 40 since the Summer of Love. To celebrate the anniversaries of these momentous events, it is my pleasure to present my readers with a soundtrack of music to accompany this book. It features real musicians, and I, Robert Rankin, will forever be in their debt. The soundtrack may be downloaded completely free of charge at 
www.sproutlore.com slash dada. Track 1. Headless and Gunnersbury. Music, High Rankin. www.myspace.com slash High Rankin. Soundscape. Opening title sequence. The literary camera pans across Gunnersbury Park to reveal the headless body of 27-year-old musician Johnny Hooker floating in the ornamental pond. Track 2. Burning Rope. Lyrics, vocals, Robert Rankin. Music, High Rankin. Johnny's father, now presumed dead, took Johnny when he was a child to many museums and told him many wondrous tales. Dads are gods to small boys. Mine was. Still is. Track 3. Da Da Dee Da Da. Music, High Rankin. Mr. Giggles the Monkey Boy says, Da Da Dee Da Da. It's there, that riff, in all popular music. You can't escape from it. There's a lot of it about. And there's a very great deal of it on this track. Track 4. Smart Hat Johnny. Lyrics, vocals, Robert Rankin. Music, High Rankin. Johnny Hooker disguises himself as a park ranger. It works like that, you see. Put someone that you know well into a uniform and a cap, and you won't be able to recognize them. Really. Truly. I mean it. Track 5. Dance of the Sugar Plum Techno Fairy. Arrangements. All Instruments. Lady Raygun www.ladyraygun.com The Devil's Interval, or Tritone, a halved octave, was banned by the church for centuries. It was considered to be the original devil's music. For its length, there are more devil's intervals in The Dance of the Sugar Plum Fairy than any other piece of classical music. Why? Good question. The first of two classical pieces recorded specifically for this album played on steel pan by Europe's top female soloist, Lady Raygun. Track 6, Pelted with Stones. Lyrics, Robert Rankin. Music, vocals, all instruments, John Hooker. What info there is at btinternet.com. Punk musician, living legend, and real person, Johnny Hooker took time out from his rock and roll lifestyle to record this for the album. Give him gigs. Give him groupies. Give him a record deal. And as for pelted with stones on the common because of my new style hairdo, we've all been there. We haven't? Shame on you. Track 7. Some Call Me Laz. Lyrics, vocals, Robert Rankin. Music, all instruments. Phil, God Made Me Do It Cowan. Backing vocals, the Wood by Nets. www.myspace.com slash music. The only piece of music that was not specifically recorded for this album. This little gem was produced in 1978 at a London studio owned by Gary Glitter's drummer. It was rejected by every major record label because they were unable to find a niche for it. It receives its first ever release here which proves that it really was indeed nearly 30 years ahead of its time. Note, if you will, the riff that runs all the way through the track. It goes da-da-dee-da-da. -da -da. 
You can watch this performed live at Robert Rankin's 60th birthday party on YouTube. Track 8. Sides to a Story. Dry Rise. www.myspace.com slash dry rise band. Top Brighton Metal Combo Dry Rise. Dry Rot. Performs this mini masterpiece, which says what it has to say and means it and even makes mention of my kidney stone. Check out their website, catch their gigs, and buy their CDs. And note, if you will, Constable Paul's bass beating out a mighty da-da-dee-da-da at the end of the number. Brilliant stuff. Track 9. Apocalypse Blues. Vocals, lyrics, some harmonica. Robert Rankin. Music, Lady Raygun. Lady Reagan put together a steel pan version of the blues, which consists almost entirely of devil's intervals, which is why it sounds so freaky. This was put through a phaser, as were the vocals, which are, for the most part, lifted directly from the book of Revelation. And there really is a line in Revelation that goes, I heard the sound of harpers harping with their harps. Check it out if you don't believe me. Track 10. Lobster Cracking, Air on a Loom, Vocals, Robert Rankin, Music, High Rankin. The hideous pneumatic sounds of the dreaded heirloom as the evil Count Otto Black and his gang of assassins broadcast its sinister magnetic flux to assail their victims. The words belong to James Tilly Matthews, taken down in 1812 at St. Mary of Bethlehem Hospital. They fair put the wind up me. Track 11. Requiem for Johnny. Handle. Arrangement. All instruments. Lady Raygun. Ombra Mai Fu Largo from Xerxes by George Frederick Handel. The story goes that Morshi, the very last castrato, sang this piece before the Pope in the Vatican in 1902, where it was recorded on a wax cylinder. It is said that his rendition was so beautiful that it touched the angels in heaven, and one of them descended to earth to join him in the final chorus. The recording of this is, of course, hidden in the Vatican archives. A hauntingly beautiful piece recorded exclusively for this album by Lady Raygun. Class act, eh? Here endeth the album. I want to give a super huge thank you to the man, the myth, the legend, does he exist? Nobody knows. Mr. Robert Rankin for giving me permission to read his book. He's one of my all-time favorite authors, and I reached out to him, and he was kind enough to tell me, go ahead. And just thank you. Thank you so much. And to everybody who stuck around and listened to this nonsense that is me not getting everything out on time, <laughs> uh, thank you as well. And I really hope you enjoyed this book. And I highly suggest that you go pick up a physical copy of this book. It's a very visual read. Uh, I hope I did it justice. But there are a lot of things that need to be seen in the book, if that makes sense. It's very nuanced. It's really interesting. Um, yeah. <laughs> so thank you, thank you, thank you. Bye. Hello, friends. I wanted to let you know that 
for the next few weeks, I will be doing interviews with authors. Um, I think it'll be a good time, and I hope you stick around and listen to them, um, and buy their books, and all of that good stuff. I will be getting back to reading books as well, but also, I thought this would be fun, so it'll be an adventure. <laughs>